for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hey, and Brett's with you as well, right? Yeah, Brett's Brett's with me as well. Hey, Tom, how are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I saw saw the dual uh, dual Cummins, and I was like, oh, I'm, I think they're both together, but let me double check. So, yep, there he is. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we were prepping in the green room. Yeah, let me turn my volume up a little. Okay, there we go. All right, awesome. How's uh, how's everything going? Good, and you? Oh, going pretty good. You know, we've only had one confirmed cancellation. So, or no show, I guess is the better way right. to put it. They didn't cancel right. it. No show is the best way to put uh, it. Those no shows. Yeah. yeah what yeah. are you going to do, right? Yeah. But other than that, like everybody else that didn't show up, I kind of assumed they wouldn't because they never confirmed. So. Well, there you go. You know, it's just one of those things where I knew certain people wouldn't show up, but there's only one band that just didn't show up that had confirmed. So it is what it is. Uh, what are you going to do? Yep. So out of our control. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Hey, Tom, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Brett. Thank um, you. We were just going to get started. I let you guys in a little bit early because I was taking a break because I, I'll take my 30 minute break when I can get them, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, but we're, we're r- ramping down for the night. Pretty much. We've got a few more interviews and I'm excited to sit down and chat with you. Uh, so for everybody that's listening, we have kinder crowd control, right? Yeah. Kinder crowd control. That's, that's a mouthful for me at this point in the game. Um, I bet. Uh, so w- what's kind of the uh, story behind the band? Uh, how'd you guys come together? You know, all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, Brett and I have been playing together for quite a while. And Kinder Crowd Control is our latest uh, musical thing, latest as of 2010. Mm -hmm. And what can I say? We've just, uh, we're just music collaborators ad infinitum. Brett? Yeah, yeah, we've been doing this for uh, a little while, and uh, and um, it's uh, you know music is meant to be shared, and and we certainly uh, we certainly get um, um, our fair share of when we put it together and and uh, create it for other people. It's uh, it's a collaboration that works very well, and and I think that uh, our fans are are certainly um, uh, enjoying the fruits of what we come up with. Yeah, our, our followers have increased dramatically, which is yeah. great. Since we've been with B squared. Yeah. Nice. And where are you guys uh, based out of? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. We yeah. Got a lot of LA folk in the, uh, in the building tonight. So that's all right. Uh, all right. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, it, this kind of become a thing that I've asked every LA person. How's uh, LA, obviously LA has gone through a lot of transformation over the last year. We'll say probably about a year. How, from your perspective, how's, uh, how's LA looking to rebound? Well, the, uh, I'm an artist as well as a musician, and uh, we still have less than 
the usual gallery openings like physical brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm on the board of the international artists association USA. We had a meeting last night, just discussing this topic, yeah. hoping to see there's a lot of pop-ups pop-ups for those out there who don't know are galleries that open for a night. They're like a storefront. Well, there's a lot of that, but uh, the brick and mortars are slow to rebound. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that, that's just pretty consistent across the board as far as uh, just LA in general. Uh, restaurants are seem to be opening. I'm in a, a more free area of LA. I'm near Pasadena mm-hmm. and there's uh, outdoor dining and a few places are indoor dining. There seems to be a lot of people on the street. So that's possible. Yeah, but it's certainly, uh, uh, certainly it's impacted uh, the, you know, the uh, performance uh, industry here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, LA and and uh, you don't get as many uh, uh, musicians out uh, mm. performing just because uh, the restaurants are not, uh, you know, opening or uh, or they're just takeout service. And, you know, so you don't so you don't you don't get the volume of activity that we've that we're used to here. Mm. We still get a, um, a, a pretty decent um, a, amount of it, but not uh, it's not normal. But what's really been amazing over the past uh, i want to say what 20 months or so since uh, covid started is 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 the is the explosion of online collaboration and and camaraderie you know and it's uh, it's been really awesome right yeah, so, you know well, we, Brett and i work we work uh remotely and then get together to physically record so our process wasn't really impacted Last year, in fact, it forced us during the lockdowns to spend more time with the music, which worked out great. So, you know, seeing things in the best light possible. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all you can really do at this stage. You know, I mean, right. Our hands are tied. Yeah. For the most part. So um, for everybody that's kind of tuning in and listening, let's, you're, you're the first duo that I've had on today. So I've, I kind of skipped over this part. Uh, let's have you guys introduce yourselves individually, just so everybody kind of has a name with the face and what you, what your role in uh, kinder, kinder crowd control is. Um, I am Adam Ellish. That's E D E M E L E S H. And I manage Brett. <laughs> and I'm Brett Smith. And you manage me. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're uh, and we're Kinder Crowd Control. Yeah, I'm the guitar. Well, we play a variety of instruments. Yeah, we play a variety of instruments. We play what's needed, hopefully. Sometimes what's not needed. <laughs> right, Brett? <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome, awesome. Um, and then as far as you said that Kinder Crowd Control has been together since 2010. Um, well, as a band, as, as a, band a band name and entity. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Were you guys uh, something else previously, or how, how does that kind of play? Brett, out? give a, give them a brief history. Well, you oh don't forget Lord. LOS. Yeah, we uh, we met many years uh, before. I won't uh, I won't belabor the the uh, the, the number of years uh, for the fear of calc- for fear of all those that are really good at math and can figure out uh, yeah, exactly right, how right. we are right. Yeah, say but, it quickly. But uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, had a, a band uh, together um, in uh, in uh, uh, the uh, 
uh, late 80s, I'll say that, in the late 80s, and we were in and performing around the L.A. area. Doing You're very skipping well. one. And uh, then, uh, oh, skipping one? Yeah, uh, we actually, Landscape of Sound. Yeah, oh, yeah. Practically the house band at the Golden Bear in Huntington Beach, which is yeah. is a historic, uh, was a historic landmark. Yeah, anybody, Go on, Brad, continue. Anybody, anybody has uh, played at the at the Golden Bear there, and it's, it was a shame to see it go. But uh, you know that's what the city does. They come in and they re, they rezone things and 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 repurpose things. But so that was an began. awesome place to play. It was right there in the heart of Huntington. Yeah. So we became then who, Brett? Uh, so it was Landscape of Sound, and then that was uh, Drowning Pool Music. Uh, we're uh, uh, LA-based uh, uh, a group, and uh, and played together as a, as a group with a couple other guys for I want to say what about six years? Eight years. Okay, six years, years as Drowning Pool Music. Yeah. See, that's what that's what happens is you kind of uh, count back through the years. Your mind gets a little fussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we were in a band and, called and, Mumbles. Uh, did uh, uh, yeah. and then Mumbles, and then uh, and then. Um, um, uh, took a, a little school. break for a little while, and then we would get together, you know, uh, um, on occasion, and, and put some uh, pieces together for for friends and so forth, and and help them with some work. And and uh, we were focused on keeping keeping alive these things that we had done, uh, and then uh, and then uh, kind of rolled into the you know in the two thousand five to two thousand you know, eight kind of era, we were getting together more and more. And then by 2008 and nine, we were, we were thinking, okay, well, we're getting together more and more often. We ought to start writing something. And so, so we, we actually started out with the old school idea of uh, putting an album together. So, so, uh, and I'll tell you how that's kind of morphed uh, um, our philosophy since then. But, you know, when you put an album together, it's not just one piece of music, it's multiple pieces of music. So, so uh, it uh, took us uh, a couple of years, I think, to record um, to record our first uh, uh, album. Um, and Salah uh, um, took us a couple of years to put that together. And then uh, and then we were working on the second album. That took another couple of years um, um, to put that one together. And then and then we got to the point where where it was like we were having much more fun. Uh, putting out singles because because we would get uh, we we would be so proud of what we did we wouldn't want to just stick it on a shelf yeah, wait. wait two years for us to come to, you know to to come up with a you know eight other pieces or ten and other pieces we, we if I can jump in we agreed that the paradigm had shifted from the album format or the CD format to singles people download single songs so we just started putting out songs focusing on that one piece and then putting that out with artwork and everything mm -hmm. and it way more fulfilling and we actually felt we could move faster and well, keep and our it, name alive and it made yeah. more sense you know even uh, you look back historically there'd be plenty of uh, groups out there that would put together some good music but it would be only one piece off an album that people wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, so we kind of thought, uh, okay, well, we're seeing more of this shift of uh, putting pieces out uh, more quickly and, uh, and it's more fluid. And I think technology has really lent, uh, lent uh, that uh, um, uh, to us and, and it makes it easier for us to do that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so kind of uh, speaking about, music and all that stuff uh you guys 
Uh, let's talk about your most recent single here for a little bit. Uh, yes. 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 Uh, what was kind of the uh, idea and thought process behind that single? Can I take this one, Brad? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Um, whilst being musicians, as I mentioned earlier, I'm also a fine artist and I'm, I've been invited innumerable times overseas to these international art shows and workshops amazing experience. And in 2018, I was in Bangkok at this art workshop festival, and I happened to run into this amazing Croatian sculptor, and we became fast friends. And as, as we, the time went by during these 10 days, um, it came out that I was a musician. So I was turning her on to our music and she said, I used to front a punk band in Croatia. We should do something. So I said, okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to write a piece of music. And we're going to, we're going to send it to you and see, get your input. But instead of that happening, I had the idea, okay, we have this piece of music. I'm going to tell her what the concept is. Mm -hmm and have her send her verbal thoughts about it. And we had joked about how the press corps over there was always saying, again, again, one more time, mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes, taking photos of all the artists, right? So she was laughing, saying, again, again, one more time. She sent that to me, and we had just lost a great friend and supporter of our music. His name is Eugene Sotella. And he ran a site called, uh, um, anyways, um, it'll come back to me, um, history, whatever. So Eugene Sotella, his name is crucial because he kept Drowning Pool Music alive while I was at art school and we were in our hiatus. Yeah. And so we, I was inspired to write this piece with Brett um, commemorating life. Like we're still here. Mm -hmm. People, we could go at any time. Let's celebrate life. Mm -hmm. So she happened to send again, again, one more time. And it fit perfectly with our, our concept and our music. And so you have this um, celebration, but it's, it's, it's mournful, but it's, it's nostalgic. Mm -hmm. It's nostalgic for life. Mm -hmm. And the again, again, one more time was perfect. The track is called here mm -hmm. and it's about still being here. So this person, I'm getting to the answer, but you needed to know that Sandra is our wordsmith. Mm -hmm. So she, after doing many pieces with her, she contacted Brett and I and said, I want you guys to write a seven part opus for a fine art performance I have scheduled for 2022. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, well, what is it sort of looking like? And she goes, I don't have a real title, but I need these sections, mm -hmm. like uh, house section, house music, uh, punk rock. Um, and then this other section is called lounge. So... I sent it to Brett and Brett. Well, we we had no idea what she was what she was talking about. We said, "What the hell's lounge?" So, 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 so we said, uh, "Sandra, send us a, a, an example of what uh, what lounge means to you." Yeah, yeah, and, right. uh, and she sent us this example. Adam had uh, uh, had played it for me, and uh, and he's and it's funny. He said he said 
I, I don't really know what to do with this. Right. And, no and, idea. Because I'm well, a punk a rocker, right? So I, yeah. I said, I said, I got this. I, I got this. This is uh, this is in my wheelhouse. So mm. so I got this. And so you know that's what a partnership does. You know, you 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 work off of each other. One uh, one builds a, uh, a foundation, and then the other builds on top of that. So I'm going to add to that. So Brett brings me these tracks, these ideas for drums, sequencer, and he plays the Chapman stick. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a really cool instrument. Look it up online. Brett, can he can tell you more about that. But he brought these tracks to me and we were sitting down and I downloaded the tracks into the software and was listening to it. And uh, the drums and the sequencer, and he, he just, at that moment, came up with a stick line. And it was magnificent. So we're like, I'm like, what? So immediately I had the idea for the voice box mm -hmm. to go over the top of it, saying it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful world. And we sent what we'd done to Sandra. And she said, all I can say is it's amazing. And the only thing I want to say in it is, Yes. Nice. So she sent back yes. We said, you should send one more thing. So she said, it's a beautiful life. And that was, it happened so fast. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing, we loved it. We loved it from the mo moment. It's what, what I call a six pack song mm -hmm. where you got two guys in a room with you jamming and you're drinking six pack of beer or whatever. And you well, just come a, up with a riff. A, it's certainly something that to make you feel good, you know, yeah. it's uh it's it's about the positive message of uh, of yes, you know we have choices, right? We can say no, or we can yes. It reminds so me of Yoko Yoko Ono had a uh, exhibit in New York in the seventies where she met John Lennon, mm -hmm. and she had a white ladder, which you walked up, and at the top, written on the top step, was the word yes. Nice. And John Lennon said, "That's amazing." So this is similar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, j just to kind of segue into the whole reason why we're here, like you mentioned, like the celebration of life and all that stuff, which is um, kind of why we're here, like taking exactly. celebrating every day as is because tomorrow is not guaranteed. We don't and, know. Yeah. As, especially with like stuff like pancreatic cancer, because mm -hmm. it hit my mother like when my mom got diagnosed, it was 90 days later. And she wow. was gone, you know, so, so sorry, man. Just so one sorry. of those things. Um, but I, I did want to take this opportunity to kind of ask, have you guys had any experiences with loved ones or close friends with pancreatic cancer or just cancer in general? Not, uh, not with uh, pancreatic cancer, but uh, I am a cancer survivor myself. So, oh. uh, so when I, uh, and I lost my father to cancer, he, uh, he passed away at the age of 64, which was too young. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel way too young, way too young. And so I've got that, uh, um, you know, if it's genetic, it's in my it's in my gene pool there somewhere. So, you know, I got to watch out for myself and then also be on the watch out for my uh, for my family, my kids. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's something that uh, that is, a, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of a silent killer, you know, mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. It's not something that uh, you really know until it's on you. And then when it's on you, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, new, for new battle. it's too late. It's a yeah, it's, new battle. It's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. So, so say yes to life, right? Mm -hmm. Say yes to, uh, 
to uh, 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 you know beautiful blue skies and mm-hmm. and and clear oceans and and all that stuff. You know, the, life is so short. Mm-hmm. Say yes. Yep. And you know what's funny? I was at a friend of mine's son's bar mitzvah, and this man was a great friend of mine. His name is Mitch Green. And it was at his son's bar mitzvah where the the band name came from. Mm-hmm. And he passed away a year later from brain cancer. Oh, wow. So it's funny. We're talking. It's all connected. Why would we think it isn't that you're here, you invited us, mm-hmm. and we're talking about all of this and the mm-hmm. positive message? We're meant to be here. Yep. We're meant to be here. Yep, absolutely. And Brett, to kind of highlight what you were talking about earlier, uh, my dad's also a survivor of cancer. He had a uh, prostate cancer uh, a couple of years back. And so now like I'm doubly on edge because I'm the only male in my family. So automatically the prostate cancer is genetic into me, genetically inherited to me. And then when we look at like your medical history, I tend to lean more to my mother's side of the family. And so now they're doubly concerned with the uh, pancreatic cancer as well, even though it is not, or they claim it wasn't gen- a genetic thing, but it's still something that they're extremely concerned about. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, for all the listeners, you know, for us here and all, all the listeners and so forth, they're listening to your uh, uh, podcast, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, go get checked. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. not that big of a deal. You know, no. go get checked colon yeah. cancer, you know, uh, uh, prostate cancer, you know, breast cancer, you know, go get these things checked before, uh, before it's too late. Yeah, absolutely. Words of wisdom. Because if you, if you wait too long, there, there's no running it back. You don't get a second, you don't get a second chance. You don't get a redo, you know? That's right. So I, what, I there's what, no reset button. No. Yeah. Right. Oh, come on now. I don't think so, (laughs) but no, man, I'm really in the wrong generation. I need to, I need to be in the younger generation. So I just hit that reset button. (laughs) Right. Reboot, reboot, reset, reset. If there was a reset button, I would have reset to a year ago and told my mom, Hey, go to the, go to the doctor, you know? Really? So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, you think about it. And I, I mentioned this in, early, in one of the earlier uh, podcasts about uh, over Labor Day weekend, I was thinking about it. it uh, like I caught myself in a really down mood where I was uh, just thinking about how a year ago we were all in Kentucky at a, like, our cabin on the lake, just having a good old time over Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and if, if you would have told me a year later, my mom's not going to be there, I would have called you a liar. And right. lo and behold, a year later, there we sit. So, yeah, time. Got to grab the t- got to grab the good times with the people you love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let them know you love them. Yep. For what sure. is it that Kanye West said? Uh, send send flowers to the people while they can still smell them. Yep. <laughs> yep yep i'm a firm believer in that one as well what is your lesson you've taken from this tom have you seen things change because of this besides obviously this event what is I, what have you taken away from it i mean for me I, to be 100 percent honest with you i haven't fully digested everything yet 
Okay. Uh, because I tried to, as soon as everything happened as it did in July, I kind of buried myself in my work and kept myself super busy. And so I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen when, um, cause after this weekend, I'm off the, uh, the podcast train, I've got six weeks of nothing to do, but work my nine to five and that's it. So hopefully during that six weeks, I'll kind of take something or figure out what I need to take away, but just like at face value as to what I've been able to digest so far, it like not to overstate the obvious, but tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like that's, yeah, there you go. Like that's the big takeaway right now. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. You know, I would, uh, I would give you some advice having, um, see, it's been 19 years since I lost my dad. And, uh, yeah, the first couple of years is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really tough. There's a hole in, in your life that you really can't fill back. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and, and there's nothing you can do. There's no reset button. There's, there, there's absolutely nothing you can do, but, uh, we, you know, we have a, we have a choice of spir- spiraling down, you know, in, uh, in, uh, in that rabbit hole. Right. And, and just losing ourselves uh, in, in, uh, in depression and missing that hole. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I really feel strongly that talking about things, even about the way you feel and and about what happened and about uh, maybe the person that you lost exactly what you're doing right now, Tom Mm -hmm. is, is emotional therapy for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, for anybody out there, um, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's necessary. You've got to, you've got to talk about these things with other folks. Um, uh, and just uh, just keep that uh, you know just keep that conversation going, uh, and with that it kind of it kind of starts backfilling that hole. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, words and, are words manifest, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's been one of those things. Like early on, the hardest thing was when I would get off of work or whatever. Usually, my mom was the person that I'd call because my dad was also working or my dad would be at work. And so it's like, I'm not going to try and call him because you just never know when he's going to be able to answer. So my mom was always the go-to and the first, I'd say a couple of weeks, it was like really hard to break the habit of trying to call my mom. But even if I did, it would just go straight to voicemail or go to, you know, like wherever it went to, but right. Uh, that, that was the hardest habit to break. And even now, like when I'm out on long road trips, like when I take my long road trips, that's still the hardest part because she was the reason that I passed the time. Like I, like I'd be driving from I'm in Waco, Texas, and I drive out to Roswell, New Mexico about once a month. And so once I got out on the main expressway there, which was like a two hour drive from where I'm at, I used to always call my mom and be like, Hey, on the expressway, just letting you know, you know, all that stuff. And now it's just kind of like, Oh, I got to remember to do that for my dad. Like just switch the phone number essentially. So. But gotcha. you know what, you know what, you're, you're going to, you're going to find uh, things out about your father that you probably never knew just in that. And those longer conversations with him. and you say, Oh, really? You did that. Oh, really? You, you thought that way, you know, yeah. and, and all of a sudden the hole will start filling back up again. Yeah, for right. sure. For sure. Right. You know, and it, it's interesting because we've had a couple of those situations where uh, I've learned a lot more about my dad, but then also he's uh, 
one of those guys that shares a lot to begin with anyways. So. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Sometimes right. you can't get them to shut up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. But, um, so that, that that's kind of where we're at. And thankfully I've been able to come to the realization that you, I can't control everything as much as I want to sit here and say, I have There's a lesson, everything. right? Everything in my life, I don't. I don't have no. control over hardly anything, which Maybe is this much. Yeah, that's right. So, right, right. And you know. so that's why we write music. You know, well, we write, you know, the uh, funny thing we is, write music to to live, to to live on, right? So if something Docu- happen, yeah. a piece of us lives on, and it's it's, it's uh, also documenting the moment. Yeah, that one take that one drum fill, that one guitar riff, that one bass riff, it's, it's immortalizing moments, mm-hmm. right? This is music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 100% agreed. Um, so one thing that I want to do here as we kind of start wrapping this up, obviously leaving them, everyone the message to get yourself checked, make like, obviously there's a lot of, cancer screening processes, pancreatic, there's a screening, but there's really no way to know as far as like, as far as like symptoms to look out for until it's too late, which is unfortunate. But um, one of the things that I want to do is everybody that comes on the fundraising podcast today gets a one random question from our random question generator. Okay. Let's do it. There's sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're serious. Let's do it. This sounds like fun. All right. All right. So I'm going to make Adam answer it first. Okay. Because that's what we enjoy, Tom. I just just took a step back. On our interviews. Yeah, you did. You took a seat back. Uh, Yeah, we we counterpoint. I cannot predict what Brett will say. I love that. Again, can't control him. Can't control that boy. Like hurting cats. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. said that pretty much every interview we've had. So, yeah. Okay. Um, but here's your question What's the best part about a road trip? The best part about a road trip? Well, I've been on a lot of trips. We'll just call them road trips. Yeah. The unknown. You're out of your comfort zone. The unknown. Every time I'd be taking my that flyaway bus to LAX, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I love that. Breaking the routine. The unknown. There's my answer. Brett, you want to give him a different question? No, no you can't I, do I, that. No, that that's, yeah. a, that's a great answer. That's one I would have uh, uh, picked as a number one answer. But let me add on to that. Uh, is it's the journey. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. so when you take a road trip, you usually have some kind of destination in mind. Maybe you don't have a destination in mind. So uh, if those uh, that don't have a destination in mind, then they're clearly after a road trip for the experience of the journey itself. Mm -hmm. And the ones on a road trip for a destination, what they remember about the, the road trip was not the destination. They remember the journey. Right. And it's all about the journey. And the same thing happens in, in life. We go through a journey from start to, to finish. And, uh, and what we 
what we take with us is, is the journey and what we've experienced. So it's all about the journey. Awesome. Awesome. That's a pretty round answer. You see, that's yeah. what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely appreciate the, uh, the perfect, I don't want to call it a, the perfect answer, but that's what I'm going to go ahead and call it because to me, I don't think there is a perfect answer for just about anything. But um, once again, I, w- I do want to thank you all so much for jumping on. It's been a blast sitting here chatting with you, shoot, you shooting know. the shit and whatnot. Um, so if anybody wants to check out your new single or any of the upcoming music, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Kinder Crowd Control. That's one word, kids. K-I-N-D-E-R-C-R-O-W-D. C-O-N-T-R-O-L. It's actually easy once you know it. Kinder Crowd Control, one word, dot bandcamp.com. That's where all our music actually, lives. And you can actually find us everywhere. You can find us on uh, on Amazon, on Spotify, on iTunes, iTunes everywhere. Amazon. So yeah. just remember to, to, to if you one word. just to type it, it's all one word, and then you'll find it. And there's a there's a ton of material in there start uh, wherever you like and then uh, just kind of explore around uh, there's plenty of uh, music in there something for everybody yep awesome awesome well once again thank you so much for joining us thank you for sitting in and chatting uh thank you everybody for tuning in if you're interested in donating for the pancreatic cancer action network to support pancreatic cancer research and awareness uh the links are in the description below or in the comment section uh, it is tagged in the comment section there. So if you're hey, I'm going in and donating right now when we're done, Tom. Awesome. Awesome. I love to hear it. Um, but once again, thank you all so much. And uh, we will be right back with uh, another music.